everyone, this is Kate McGaw, founder and CEO of Arclight Agile. I'm a certified Scrum trainer and I'm passionate about training leadership agility. And welcome to our podcast. And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified Scrum master and a certified product owner. And today's topic is program versus Scrum teams. So program teams versus Scrum teams. And this is a topic that I'm not well versed in. So I'm going to be interviewing Kate more about her, more about it and asking questions. So uh, why don't we start with what is a program team? Well, this is an interesting topic because if you talk to people, certified scrum trainers and enterprise coaches and things like that, they're going to say there's no such thing. So I will probably be skewered if any of them hear this, this podcast recording. But um I came across a scenario years ago when I was with a client where there were five teams working on delivering the same product. Ooh, that's not good. (laughs) Well, well, no, it actually worked really well because each scrum team had their own product owner. Each scrum team had their own scrum master. Each team was independent. And we had an uber scrum master and an uber uh, product owner who had the 360 degree view of dependencies and conflicts and things like that. So to me, the, the, the Uber Scrum Master and the Uber Product Owner titles were actually program manager. So mm-hmm. I think that is probably my earliest experience with, with this and whether you call it program management or whether you call it something else. I think that was my earliest experience into scaling just one team so we have a multiple program of teams what was different with those was that we had we shared an architect one architect was responsible um, for a couple of teams we had ui ux responsible for a couple of teams so that all worked very well but i was with a client um, a couple of weeks ago and it is a much larger project with much more in the way of technical um, input needed. There are hardware components, there are software components. So it was interesting. We, we were in, uh, we're doing a workshop and clarifying who the product owners were and things like that. And we ended up at one scenario where a lot of people thought they were the product owner. And we sort of, okay, so let's take a step back because not all of these are product owner in what we think of the true sense of product owner. So when we step back and I mean, it it was multiple flip charts, pieces of paper and things like that. And we sort of, okay, so what does this look like if we have multiple scrum teams delivering, but we have... um, architecture who may be working some with this program team but some with other teams if we have some of the the database the very technical people working with multiple um different teams and programs so to me it that has become really a program team and we have a program manager who is accountable for not just for all of the scrum teams, each of the scrum teams having their own product owner and their own scrum master, but they're also accountable for 
some of the support functions that that would traditionally sit outside so that's that there's i think there's always a struggle with it where is the 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 true north for the product or service sometimes called unfortunately a single ringable neck but people prefer the, the the true north so let's go with the true north so who is the true north who has who is accountable for standing up in front of the customer and saying yes this worked or this didn't work and i think that to me is where the concept of the program team is coming in now need to be very clear here in this scenario my scrum masters and my product owner and my program manager are working hand in hand i don't have the program manager telling the scrum master and product owner what to do there are three different sets of accountabilities um, and responsibilities on the team but they are working together so that the scrum team has the support they need from outside. So let's there's a lot to unpack there. So do we do what would be then the defining feature of a program team versus say just the scrum team? Or yeah. is it is it we're all working on the same product, but we have different responsibilities? Is it will we all roll up to this one person who isn't necessarily the CTO or the VP of product? Or is it is it driven by title? Or, or what do you think the defining feature then would be of a, a program team? So to me, a program team is that I am working on a particular product or service. Um if I am 100% dedicated to that product or service and I am doing work that is within the sprint, then I am part of the scrum team. If I am not 100% dedicated and I'm working on multiple different programs, then I'm part of just the overall program team. I am not part of the scrum team. The scrum team to me is dedicated, self-organizing, they are doing the work within the sprint. They're committing and they're focusing and they're delivering on what they committed to do during sprint planning. The, the core scrum team are the ones who are there for, um, day, for the sprint planning. Now we may pull in some of the, the program team if we need help, but the daily scrum, it is just the core scrum team talking. The sprint review, again, we may, we're going to pull in some of our program team, but the sprint retrospective, no, every sprint, we're going to retrospect with just the core scrum team. Now, once a quarter, maybe we'll do a program level retrospective, but we're not going to have 30 people in a team's retrospective. So I think it's important when we look at this not to lose the concept of we have a core scrum team and that core scrum team needs to be protected to be able to plan and deliver their work within the scrum framework with their sprint planning, with their daily scrum, with their sprint review, with their retrospective, and with their product backlog refinement and pulling in the support they need from the program team to help that happen. But to me, it's the people that are 100% dedicated and delivering items as part of our sprint backlog 
are those who we designate as the scrum team. But the program team then is is going to be, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, these sort of roles outside of Scrum, mm-hmm. these these architects, these functional analysts, the UX, UI folks, or UXD as some people yeah. are now calling them, yeah. um, that they're that they 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 are not dedicated to the team. They span across teams. Yeah. And the Spotify model, I always forget, you know, it's like guilds, tribes, mm-hmm. something else. But like that is sort of the idea is that they're, they're these folks that are spanning across scrum teams. That's more of a program team. Yeah. And it, it may also be that the, the program, the project is so large that they are full time on this, but they're doing more of a Kanban approach for visibility. Mm-hmm than doing part of the deliverable on the scrum team. I think if we have them as part of the scrum team, then the scrum team itself goes way beyond the, the, the 10 maximum. So I think a lot of them are outside of, of the day-to-day scrum because there's no they're not part of the team that is pulling the work to deliver it within this sprint. A lot of their work may be more strategic, be on site with clients and things like that. And, and supporting, if you like, our product owners as they're bringing back requirements and things like that. And that begs the question about what do you do when you have multiple teams that could potentially be touching the same code? And that's a whole different mm-hmm. discussion and a huge, yeah. how do and you divide? Me, yeah. To me, that this is it. This is This is how you deal with it. We have one backlog for the program and Uh we have different teams pulling from that backlog each team has their own product owner each scrum team has their own scrum master and we have a program manager or an uber scrum master or an uber product owner responsible for making sure that there's a 360 degree view of the program so that we don't have um drop dependencies and things like that and in the in that environment we have hopefully very engaged product owners who work together to make sure that we're aware of dependencies and if i need somebody on my team to work on something for another team i'm planning for it so to me a lot of that can be done at at, at a program level to make sure that each team can pull from the one backlog. I mean, if I put my sort of um, COO or CTO hat on for an organization, I want to be able to see how this overall project is going, um, hardware and software from looking in one place. I don't want to have to go to look at five different backlogs to see, well, this is how the customer bit of it. This is how the, maybe the user or the backend or the technology or the hardware. I don't want to look in three different places. I want to look and see, are we going to be able to deliver this car with its new engine at the end of March, um, 2023 um, and see all of those items together in one backlog. And to me, that that's a program. That's a program. That's a program. Because I'm I'm in a situation right now where we have, you know, one site mm-hmm. and they've divided the world up into these different teams and there's overlap. Yeah. And we haven't quite worked out, you know, we have some folks that are 
not exactly. They've been drafted to be product owners, mm-hmm. but they're not yeah. like I'm certified and I'm a product mm-hmm. person or we have folks like we have these non-traditional roles and they know where all the bodies are buried. And it's we're trying to get everybody to sort of not stay in their lane, but, you know, what you're responsible for, mm-hmm. you're responsible for. And then how are we communicating across these teams? And I think that this is where this this idea of a program team where the mm-hmm. architects aren't dedicated to one particular team, mm-hmm. but maybe they have two or three teams. Yeah. I always think that what do you, the dedication, it's like, I, I feel like two teams is a lot for people. It like is. Yeah. And I, and I think if it was architect responsible for two or three teams, to me, that's more of the shared um, support options that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um to me, the program team is more, I am dedicated 100% to this right. program, but I am not on the core scrum team um, because I'm not pulling work and delivering work right. as it's needed within the scrum team. Otherwise, scrum team is going to be too large and I don't need another scrum team just for m- my architects or my senior engineers. Um, I probably need something like Kanban because they're feeding some work down to the team so to me I think that's that's the key difference if I'm 100% dedicated to the project or the program Mm -hmm. then I'm part of this program team if I'm 100% dedicated to the work that is being done in any particular sprint within the program then I'm part of one of the scrum teams but I almost think about it, it's, it's like um, a bullseye. If you take the outside um, circle, it's the program team. And we're having multiple bullseyes in the middle, which are the multiple scrum teams falling within this program. Um, and it, it's scrum teams delivering different parts of the product or service. But we're looking to deliver these parts in vertical slices. I'm not looking for widget A to be delivered by team A and then thrown over the wall to team B and then thrown over the wall to team C because then we're just doing iterative waterfall. No, Um, yeah, that's that's right out. You have to be responsible for the work all the way through. You touch it, you own it. Yeah, yeah. See it through to completion. Yeah, so we can have one big backlog, but each team is is pulling work from that well each product owner is pulling work from that for their um for their teams so it's very much around the collaboration that needs to happen at the program level with the scrum master the product owner and the 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 program manager but it's also at the product owner level at the team product owner level so that they're making sure that they're being aware of each other's dependencies. So slightly off topic, but I've seen happen before, or you see it within teams, you see it across teams. In this particular scenario, how do you stop people from cherry picking like the exciting work? So like so you have two or three scrum, say you have three scrum teams and scrum team A always seems to get the really good stuff. Scrum team C is just doing... They just seem to get nothing but technical debt and they're not doing anything exciting, which is not great for developers. Like, cause yeah. your developers are highly skilled artisans and they want to do cool stuff. So yeah. how do you prevent sort of, I don't know if you, I, cause I, I obviously I am a product owner. I know a lot of product owners and you have sort of 
more dynamic product owners sort of snapping up the good work. Yeah. What do you what do you do there? And I, I think instead of having, I think it's it's looking at is there a particular area that each team is particularly good at? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's part of that. Maybe there's a customer experience team. Maybe there's a, a migration team. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe there's different teams who have different focus, and then mm-hmm. we're not cherry picking because although it's one backlog, we have work divided up within the backlog roughly what team we think it's going to go to it's not like we're all going all six teams are going to the backlog going oh i want this and this and this and the other team can deal with it i mean i think we would have at the offset a fairly good idea of well this is a lot of um i mean you're more technical than me this is a lot of abc work so that's going to go to team one this is a lot of d fg work and it's going to go to team two Take take an e-commerce site, for example. Yeah. You know, you've got a team that's sort of worried about the frame of the whole yeah. site, you know, sort yeah. of your header and your footer and, and not, you know, maybe the homepage folds into that. And you have a team that's dedicated to the product detail page and the product list page. So yeah. your PLP, your PDP, you have a team that's sort of dedicated to login and mm. accounts, Yeah, you know, like tweaking that experience. And that sort of keeps people in you're still working on the website. You still have to yeah. coordinate, but like you do have your areas of expertise because yeah. you really do want that persistent nature. Yeah. But again, and I've said this before, but you don't keep people on those teams for forever. Like once no. they're like, this is getting boring for me. It's like, great. We're yeah. going to send you over to PDP. You know, they're going to do the bizarre voice integration or they're going to do, you know, whatever ratings service yeah. you want to use, but they're going to go do that cool thing if they haven't already but but it's that's how i would sort of slice up like say an e-commerce website i think the key thing also ryan is if we have people always pulling the fun work and other people feel as though they're not getting it then that's a retrospective here we go i've introduced retrospectives again that's a retrospective (laughs) it's a retrospective question how do we better balance the work among our teams well, and that's that's a problem within teams as well. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, senior developers who grab up all the good stuff and junior developers who are like, oh, I got to get I get to do little bugs and little tweaks. And and that's why, you know, you, you hope that a senior developer is going to say, hey, uh, yeah, we want Jill just joined the team, for example, and she needs to learn this part of the code. We're going to have her do it. Hey, product owner, it's going to take her a little bit longer, but this knowledge transfer is necessary, you know, because we want her to be full, you know, fully on board. So if Mm -hmm. like, again, my buddy on car gets hit by a bus, Jill can step in and do, you know, what needs to be done to make the sprint successful. Yeah. And I think that it's introducing concepts like pair programming and things to make that type of thing happen. Yeah. So back, back to the program team. And now do you have a structure, for example, because you, you see the coordination really at sort of the product level, correct? Like yeah, where, where, yeah. Where are these people getting together and sort of coordinating? That's my interest right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's um, at the, the scrum team level, each team is doing their own um, daily scrum. Mm-hmm. But at the program level, we're checking in a couple of days a week to make sure that the program program team is in sync with the scrum team. So it's probably our scrum masters and our product owners. 
um, getting together with some of the program level team and doing something like a scrum of scrums where they're checking in sort of what are our dependencies, what do we need to be aware of and things like that so that there is this 360 degree view. So we're not just all focusing on our own bit, we're focusing on everything that the program needs to deliver. Now, it's obviously easier if it's just one scrum team as part of a larger program team, but it's it's the option to be able to scale it to multiple scrum teams within a program team, um, which makes sense. Right, uh, I, I do like this a lot more than like leaving an architect on each team or a UX person on each team. I mean, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to each. Yeah. Cause if yeah. you have your UX person who works with that team is a part of that team is not like, oh, you know, they, they yeah. deliver these designs and they just don't yeah. get it. It's like, you know, that person's in it every day. There's, they sit with us and yeah, a lot of meetings are boring, but they get to know the team and they, they, you know, they work well, they integrate, and it's never a problem for, oh, I got to go approach that UX person. Yeah. It's like, well, no, that's, you know, Carrie, she's part of the team. We, She's our bud. So yeah, go talk to her and figure this out. I think go. for me, I was going to say, I think for me that that is always preferable. If I can get a UI UX person and mm -hmm. an architect on every team, then I'm going to do that in a heartbeat. Okay. But unfortunately, it, it, it's it's not realistic for a lot of the clients that I work with. They, they right. don't have the overhead for it. So right. I think it, this is a way to make it work better than everyone being on separate teams. But back around. So you think, you know, the, the scrum masters, the product owners, these program level folks who span across multiple teams, you're thinking the scrum of scrums is sort of the forum for them to get together two, three times a week go yep. through these issues now in the scrum of scrums have we jettisoned the four questions and it's really more of like mm -hmm. hey guys yeah. this is what we're all focused on this sprint here's where we're touching each other's stuff or yeah. how does that work for you yeah and remember that the four questions have been jettisoned from scrum guide 2020 so even at the scrum team level we're no longer sort of required in parentheses to um uh, to answer this, what I did yesterday, this is what I'm doing today, these are my roadblocks. Um, it's sort of what questions make sense for the team. So for some teams, it's walking the board. For other teams, it's checking in on what are the opportunities for us to, to pair. Where, where is, I mean, whatever questions they are, we're trying to avoid it being a status update. And I mean, and that's another whole podcast in its own right. But to me, the questions that make sense for this is back to the team. So what questions do we need to answer or give each other to make sure that we are not stepping on each other's toes and we have the 360 degree um, view of the program? And, and that is the questions that, 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 that need to be answered or asked as part of the, the Scrum of Scrums. So I think we've got a whole lot more flexibility now that we no longer have the, the default questions. And it's, I mean, three of the words I use over and over again, ask the team, hey team, what is it you want to know about other teams that are gonna help you have better communication? Because the, the reason we're doing all of this 
is to have better communication and better collaboration between teams so that we can deliver what our customers want when our customers want it without having handoff between multiple teams and, and risk dropping things and so on. And I think that is a perfect place to end it because I can't think of a better sort of summary than that. Great discussion. Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at Arclight Agile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash Arclight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.